0: Naomi. Yes. Here we are. <laughs> yes. And I'm a little tired. You are? You're tired yeah. today? Yes. I just feel like, you know how you feel like you got stuff to do, but you don't want to do any of it?
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've been having days like that. Have you? Yeah. Oh, but, no. I mean, I'm getting stuff done, because I, I, I won't allow myself not to do something. Right. You know, like, I never get to that... Well, don't say never. Right. That's just never a good word. I normally don't just not do what needs to be done. Sure. But sometimes have a bad attitude about it. Mm. (laughs) Like, I don't want to do this. But then, you know, you think about the consequences, and it would be worse if you didn't do it. Right?
1: It's still going to be there.
0: And I'm always, I mean, having multiple sessions i'm always constantly looking at my calendar do you do that too like i'm
1: always in my calendar always
0: like okay what do i have tomorrow and then like five minutes later i forgot like who's coming in tomorrow yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm like wait did everybody confirm okay and then yeah. i like yeah have to absolutely it's like my mind i guess because our work schedules tuesday wednesday thursday i'm always thinking about tuesday wednesday and thursday
1: mm-hmm. but you know, you know monday it just seems like mondays i have so much to do on a monday yeah i do too like I, I, told, I told Reed, I would like to just say I have a day off. I know. What does that look like? What do you do just on your day off? I'm not in here on a Monday, but I'm still working stuff.
0: Yeah, like a what day is, where you don't have anything to do, I think is not possible.
1: Like you go, like you wake up and you go, oh, I think I want to go to PJ's and eat some beignets.
0: Yeah, no. I no, because that's always planned there's always something. I got to start laundry, I got to clean, or I got to work on this project, or I need to do a lesson, or constantly something. Yes. Although yesterday, I did take a hot moment, and I watched Fox and the Hound. (gasps) <gasps> that is my favorite all time. Taylor movie. Ann that's, loved that's, that that is my movie. favorite. I watched it. She loved it. it. You know, now that I watched it, it, there's so many good lessons in it. And the one biggest lesson that I came a- away with was forgiveness.
1: Really? Yes. I'm gonna have to watch that movie. Well, and it was like, was it the old Disney one or yes, a remake?
0: No, the old one. Because I'm all about just yeah. sticking with the old. No, it was it was like because Copper and Todd oh, I forgave each other. Oh, I know his voice is so adorable. I know. Gosh. Oh, yeah, but they forgave each other at the end. Isn't that something? Yeah, I know. But anyways, what are we going to talk about? I think we're talking about prayer today. Yeah, we haven't talked about that in a while. No, and I'm getting ready to start a
1: new book on prayer. I'm reading a little bitty book on prayer right now. But I'm getting ready to start another one on prayer.
0: Yeah, I um, finished this one. It's called Opening to God by David Benner. Mm-hmm. And a client recommended it. And it, it, it took me a little minute. I think I might have mentioned this in a previous podcast. Uh, it took me a, a second to get attached to it. You know, I'd like to yeah really get into it. But towards the end, um, the last couple of chapters is where... I really started to connect and there were some new new things in it that um, I haven't incorporated with prayer and you know if people haven't studied prayer they probably really need to because it's not just prayer yeah meaning dear God thank you for this yeah. I appreciate that will you help me do this you know it's an all forgive the time me for my sin pain. yeah there's so much more to <coughs> prayer um, and this goes over Prayer as attending, prayer as pondering, oh. prayer as responding, and prayer as being transformational prayer. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I, the ones that really uh, touch me is, and I'm trying to go to some pages, is the um, centering prayer, okay? And I believe this one is under the prayer as being. So it was in chapter 7.
1: Can I just ask this question? Didn't we learn about centering prayer with one of Peter Scazzaro's books?
0: Maybe. The Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think we did with that.
0: That's where they have, um, they call it office. The the yes. office where you go into yeah. prayer like multiple times a day. Right. To get centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it talks about, um, which really I, see, I wish that (laughs) I need to make myself like these little index cards of things that I learned from books that I want to implement. So I don't forget to do them. Okay. I'm good at doing it for a little while. Let's
1: digress for one second. Okay. Because I had a mentor that ever, every time she read a book, okay. Whatever she highlighted in the book, I'm yeah, not kidding. Really, she went back. She typed up her highlights, and she kept it in a notebook. So she she would re- like typing up her highlights. She reviewed like really Man, good points really good. of the book, and yeah. then she just kept a binder of all of the books and all of, her, you know, all of her highlights that she did in each book. And I'm like, gosh, I really need to do that because that is I mean, we thing. read so much and then someone will say, well, did you read that book? I'm like, yeah, I remember, let's see, parts of it because yeah. now I can't remember
0: it. Right, and there's a lot that I wanna implement. Yeah, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna start doing that. At mm-hmm. least, yeah, I like that index cards get could get lost so i probably need to start a little little binder binder. yeah of your book reviews yeah yeah because i i've done that with classes that i've taken and i made like handouts Uh highlights and stuff that i learned from it um i should be doing that for my book because we utilize books a lot with counseling like why aren't we doing that that's
1: there are resources yeah they're really good
0: yeah didn't you
1: learn something, though, in this book in particular about five or seven step things?
0: You were um, talking
1: about this last week.
0: I did? Okay. Before
1: we got on a podcast. They were supposed to be really good, and you read them to me. I did? You did, and they were very good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Guess See? what?
0: I'm probably not going to find it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: There I need my highlighted notes,
0: my cliff notes. Right. Um, okay. So hopefully, I will stumble.
1: So, what is this book that? like? Give me like a sentence or two about the book. Um, what did you learn from about, the book?
0: It's really get coming to a place of openness through your prayer. So, like what does that mean? Practicing openness your prayer, like practicing things to be with God. So in prayer, you know, we always say it's not just coming with your request, but right. it's also receiving from the Lord, but it's also just being. You know how yeah. You know how you're with someone and you don't have to say words, but you know they're there and that it Kinda it's like almost us like in the office, nee. Yeah, like there's like, just a comfort. I'm there,
1: you're there, and it's like, "Oh, I know she's back there."
0: Yeah, it's like <laughs> that with God. Like we should have this Sometimes where we just relax, but we feel certain feelings knowing that we're being with God. Yeah. That, that God is there and present. You Absolutely. Know? But it takes discipline as humans because we will... Our mind. Yeah, like look how we try to do podcasts and we divert how many times. You know, our minds, the distractions, the, um, our own thoughts, the distractions of the world... Um, the dryer buzzer going on. Yeah, just anything. Yeah. And so, this is like coming to a place where, you know, you like you expect, and you know that you're in the presence of the Holy God. Mm. Like
1: that's good.
0: Yeah. And so. One of the ways to center is it talks about your your breathing, the rhythm of your breathing, and um, how you can come up with a statement to inhale and exhale just to um, remove other distractions and, and get your mind in line with where your body wants to be with the presence of the Lord. So it it's, talks about um coordinating the phrases of the prayer with your breathing so like he mm. used lord jesus christ son of god have oh. mercy upon me a sinner
1: yeah.
0: you know and it, it's like an inward sinking breath sinking in with and words then breathing and then out. breathing out yeah
1: nice
0: and um
1: so get your mind focused yes
0: Yes, it really, and of course you want to say it out loud, you, you don't, I, I believe saying things out loud, hearing it is more than just very saying it in your mind, mm-hmm. um, hearing your voice and saying it over and over, and it really, I mean, again, I wish I remembered to do all these great things I learned. Sure. I'm going to get better at that. I am.
1: I think that's going to be a... Because
0: it works, it worked, it worked, I did it. You did. Yes, and it worked. <laughs> It really worked, and it really took me to a whole nother level of place with the Lord. Like, he, mm. I mean, i am be honest with you, he gave me a vision at that time. When I was just centered on him, it was mm-hmm. the most beautiful thing. Um, now, it says here, because some of us will make this mistake, it's, it says, um, what should you expect to achieve from contemplative prayer, which is the... Um, Centering Prayer. Mm -hmm. It says, If you're attempting to use it for relaxation or mental calming, you should expect failure and frustration. As soon as thoughts are released, new ones rush in to fill the vacuum produced by silence. Mm. While this does offer you the gift of endless opportunities to practice surrender, it will become quite exasperating if you're using contemplative prayer as a way to attain inner serenity. But as you continue to release these thoughts, you should expect to receive the gift of growth and the virtues and the fruit of the Spirit, as well as a transformational encounter with both God and yourself. Mm. Yes. Um, So that was just a simple... um, practice to um get your it helped me to remove distractions just by using those words.
1: So say that again. Say those words again.
0: Um well there to me when I use theirs, well here's a different example. Um Wow. He broke down the words, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. That's to me that's too many words for me to inhale. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. But he broke it down like this. He said, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. So he so broke it all down into four. Yeah,
1: in and out. Yeah. Oh, okay. the, the words
0: that I used that came to me was, um, I'm here for you, Lord. Yeah. So I, I just, that's just the words that popped in my head and and that yeah I don't know
1: because don't I'm sure everybody does this but you know I'm excited to get up and to go into my quiet time and have that time in the morning Mm -hmm. and sometimes I get excited to be in there I know exactly what I'm gonna do like I'm gonna you know go over this and that Mm -hmm. and the next thing and this thing and and it's like, gosh, sometimes you just need to slow it, slow it down. Yeah.
0: You know? No agenda. Right. And I, because I've I read so that. many good yeah. things,
1: and I know you do too, and plus
0: we have our time that we
1: want to get in the Word.
0: That's why I made myself some boundaries or disciplines on that where um, I changed it to where I don't go with, what I feel I'm gonna do, like I really have gotten better at i'm I'm definitely gonna have the word open because yeah. sometimes I would get distracted right. with reading a devotional. I talked yeah, about yeah, that yeah. or a book. Um, so I always said i'm i'm gonna I'm picking this one up first. I'm picking yeah. this Bible up yeah. first. yeah, and then if I have time that the Lord mm-hmm. allows because what's really cool is when you do open the word and you're on this this trail that he leads you to all other, passages in yeah. scripture and before you know it you've done a deep dive those are precious moments so i've always just been like okay lord what do you want me to do today yeah you know what what do you want to teach me right and i'd really try to envision jesus sitting there with me being my teacher right um or my Absolutely. friend I'm, I'm really trying to incorporate knowing him as my friend right because father and judge is easy to me true father and judge yeah. but a friend
1: yeah
0: um and so and you think about a friend, you just do life with a friend, you share everything with a friend, you're vulnerable with friend. You're not really like that with your father or a judge. You're not vulnerable and surrendering and completely open, like we're talking about openness, mm-hmm. but your friend you are. So I really try to incorporate just visualizing Jesus as my friend sitting there. You know. So I, I this this has been helpful for you to get Uh, the distractions out of your head
1: yeah
0: Um, the other one that let
1: me just add this too because I think sometimes and this I'm just speaking about myself here because sometimes I find myself in the same routine in my quiet time and I don't like that yeah
0: mm -mm.
1: I don't like to be in that same routine like I know what I'm what I'm gonna be reading and stuff but I don't, I don't do it the same every day. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't ever want it to just be mechanical. I don't just want no. my, my quiet time to be mechanical with the Lord.
0: And it's so interesting you brought that up because this author said something like this, and I think this is a really good point that will help people. He said, For decades, I faithfully set aside time most days to read my Bible and pray and pray. I thank God for this practice and for parents in a church that encouraged it. But eventually, I would even say inevitably, this led to a point where it was nothing more than a rather meaningless discipline. Yeah. Instead of arising out of a heart that longed to be with God, it arose from a will that was stubbornly and pridefully bent on doing what I had been taught I was supposed to do. He says, I thank God that eventually this grew boring and tedious. If it had not, I might not have noticed the longing for a deeper knowing of God that it was masking right so don't feel like my quiet time is the problem it's what you're maybe doing in the quiet time that's right that you need a change of yeah you know and it expressed that prayer is a relationship between us and God absolutely like you have to realize that the prayer is the relationship part Mm -hmm. part of the relationship Let's see. There's some other good highlights.
1: And just as a side note, I wonder if, um, you know, when people are in their quiet time and they're praying and they're reading God's word, you know, that's a great time to take communion, too. Yes. You know? Uh Uh-huh.
0: And he even says prayer and i know he's thinking of a different communion but prayer is communion with our beloved but you can definitely incorporate incorporate the elements of communion that's right um and it just says conscience knowing of god's presence in love is the ground of ceaseless prayer like i feel like Mm. jesus obviously perfected that because he consciously knew God's presence was with him, always. and he was always in a continual prayer mode. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and think about how how we would be even more conscious of our behaviors and actions, knowing that God's presence is with us. Just that, right, would even help in our behaviors and our attitudes, like our throughout speech. the day. Yeah. Because you know,
1: the next day you're coming back to be with the Lord in that very
0: yes. intimate way. Because I, for a while, would um, and God corrected me on that when I when I would in my prayer I would say or at the end of my quiet time I'd be like, "Oh God, I just want to be with here you here all day." Like I would just I could just sit here all day, and He reminded me I'm with you wherever you go. Yeah. And so when I would get up then, I was like, "Okay, Lord, let's go do all the things that I don't want to do, but yeah. help me do them." Yeah. And just kind of like invited him. Not that I was walking away from him when I got up from my quiet time, but right. he was walking with me. Right. That's a beautiful vision.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um Now he did talk about uh I think I had read a little snippet to you the other day about welcoming prayer. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yes. Um, What's that about? Let's see. So here's uh, what he's talking, I mean, hopefully this makes sense when I start here. It says, asking where God might be in unwelcome circumstances is quite different from asking why they happened. Mm. Mm-hmm. That question is ultimately unanswerable. But where were you, God, when this happened? And where are you now in my experience are questions that can be answered, not by me, but by the Spirit. The Spirit of God is the one who reveals God to us. Paul teaches that the Spirit has come to teach us to understand the gifts that God has given us. Unwelcome circumstances, such as a heart attack and other forms of suffering, are not gifts, but they contain a gift They may contain a gift. Don't Mm. simply ask, therefore, what you're supposed to learn from the circumstance. Rather, pray that the Spirit would help you discern the gifts of God that the circumstance contain. Mm. The core of that gift is God's presence. True. All knowing of God's gift starts with knowing the giver of all good gifts, and God's loving presence is the foundation of this knowing. So when we ask, where might you be in this situation, in prayerful attentiveness— and pondering we can be assured that god will reveal the answer that is so true god may not tell us why something happened but he will tell us and show us a a gift or his presence in it he won't review yeah. he won't uh, keep that from us um it says welcoming prayer provides a framework for how to respond to the emotional upset that accompanies unwelcome experiences with the spirit of surrender It is, therefore, a very practical way of responding prayerfully to the things that inevitably happen in life that we would not naturally choose. It involves a three-step process. Focus, welcome, and letting go. Maybe that's what you were talking about. Oh, yeah, I think it was. So, focus, Welcome, welcome, and letting go. And he's talking about the emotions around the experience because you can't change the experience or the event that happened but you could change you, the emotions? Yeah, you can, you can uh, process and control the emotions around it. So it says, before we can welcome an emotion, we must bring it into consciousness. We must face it directly and feel it as a sensation in our bodies. If, for example, you're anxious, the first step is simply to be present to that anxiety. Notice where your body holds this anxiety. Perhaps right. your stomach's in a knot or possibly your face is flushed your breathing is accelerated, or your mouth is dry. Keep your focus on the place you first notice, wherever it is. Do not judge, analyze, or try to control whatever you are experiencing. That's a big one. Ooh, say that again. Do not judge, analyze, or try to control whatever you are experiencing. Mm, Yeah, for sure. In fact, do not even try to change it. Now, this kind of goes against what we were saying about controlling your emotions, but he's going to get to that part of what you do with it, okay? Well, and I
1: think it speaks to um, that your feelings aren't always truth. Yeah. You know?
0: Uh-huh. And you don't want to be overwhelmed by your emotions. You don't right. want your emotions to control you. That's right. That's right. So yeah. um just be aware of the sensations in your body this is the key to the entire process of surrender because we can only release things we have first acknowledged that's huge Mm. so the whole point of uh, welcoming the emotion is that you are acknowledging it yeah okay yeah so the next step welcome seems welcome so the next step is welcome so you've first have uh, brought it to consciousness so you have focused now you are welcoming the emotion. It says, it seems strange when the emotion is instinctively unwelcome. So it seems that your body's gonna wanna do the opposite of anxiety. You're gonna wanna get rid of those feelings as soon as possible. Mm. But what happens? It always comes back. Yeah it always comes back so this is welcoming or acknowledging it Yep. is so because it's saying our normal response to unpleasant emotion is to do whatever we can to push them out of our awareness something quite remarkable happens when instead of following this well-worn path we welcome them as a guest in the home of ourself mm. when resistance is replaced by welcome we remove the power of these unchosen events to disturb our peace once we respond to them with hospitality their disruptiveness begins to diminish sometimes with astounding speed the simple act of gently saying welcome anxiety express the soul hospitality that grounds us in the present and in our body and refuse to allow the external experience to chase us out of presence Mm. so it's important to recognize however that we are welcoming that what we are welcoming is our inner response to the present moment, not the whole set of circumstances that might surround it. Okay. So you're not welcoming a heart attack. You're not welcoming, you're welcoming the emotions. For example, if, he, if you've been told that you have a brain tumor, it's not the tumor that you welcome, but the fear or anger that mm-hmm. might accompany this news. Mm-hmm. The surrender that is being encouraged through this practice of welcoming prayer is an inner release of that which disturbs your peace.
1: So that's the letting go part. Yes, mm-hmm. and compromise
0: your openness to trust God. Mm-hmm. So there we go, letting go. It's the core of surrender it's the final step in this process of welcoming prayer what we must release is not simply the negative feelings but also the assumption that to be happy we need to be in control oh (laughs) that is huge yeah absolutely it is
1: yeah because we don't we really don't have to be in control actually we it would be best if we would surrender it to the lord and just let him be in control because he's going to be in control of it anyway.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, it says surrender is entrusting to God things over which we have no control. Mm. Every time we do so, we exercise faith in action. Every yes. time we do so, we are in prayer. So he's relating that when we do surrender, yes, we're actually, it's, it's a form of prayer and it's surrendering. Just Even if you
1: didn't, like, you know, stop and go, you know, Heavenly Father, Help me in this situation. Right, yeah. No. It doesn't have to be formal. Th- right. It doesn't.
0: But it's uh, focusing on the emotion because you you can do something with that. You may not be able to do something that with has the, situation. the circumstance. Yeah. Like the brain tumor, but because it's happened. But you can do something with those emotions. Yeah, so you with focus the fear, on fear, anxiety. And that's such a good point that if you keep if you don't acknowledge it, it keeps coming back. Yeah. Why not acknowledge it okay right now. I'm very anxious. Uh-huh. I'm feeling a lot of anxiety in my stomach. I'm feeling a little bit nauseous. Right. But um I'm not going to allow this to disturb my peace. So Lord, I I'm surrendering this emotion over to you. I'm surrendering right. these feelings of anxiety and fear because yeah. it's not of you, Lord, and I want you to take it from me in right? Jesus name. And there you go. Hey. <laughs> That's,
1: That's awesome. good. Yeah. I know I love that. Well good. So we've talked about centering prayer and welcoming prayer. Yeah. it's a good book. Did we uh do we have any specific scripture today or no? Attached um, to those? He
0: does attach some to the um the end um of each chapter. Sometimes he'll throw in a scripture, but um I didn't come across any Okay. Well but yeah. Um what scriptures do come to mind when you think about it. take every thought captive oh it's kind of sure. doing that you're taking it captive renewing your and mind, and acknowledging it renewing your
1: mind for yeah. sure mm-hmm. yes
0: yeah so yeah it was beneficial i'm going to make me some highlight notes going forward from every book
1: i know don't even forget to do that <laughs> i'm going to start doing that too right. it's i think it would be Makes helpful sense Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, this is good. Yeah. Good stuff. All righty. All right. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.